Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 143 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham, and today is a two episode day. The reason that I've done this is not because I just like to create more work for myself, although that probably can be said for other areas of my life. I have done this because I want these episodes to be really specific to which stage of business you're at. So in this episode, the one that you're listening to, I'm going to be sharing five tips for anyone who is in the starting and growing phase of their businesses. And in the next episode, number 144, I'm going to be sharing five tips for those who are in the pivoting or the scaling phase. Now, I'll be honest with you, now that I've planned out these episodes, I'm like, these are tips and encouragements that are useful no matter what stage you're at. But what I did force myself to think about is what are, I feel from my experience, both in my business and with the businesses that I've worked with, the most important things that I wish someone had told me that I wish was talked about more when I was at that stage. So listen to whichever episode feels most relevant for you or listen to both if you wanna just take in all of the info. But without further ado, let's get into it. Here are five tips for anyone who is starting or growing their businesses. I'm so excited to let you know that this episode has been created in partnership with Penfold, the pension provider for those who are self-employed, aka us business owners. As you know, the financial side of running a business is something I've been on a journey with. A few years ago, I was burying my head in the sand and I had no systems in place. And now I've got organized finances and peace of mind that my money is working hard for me. A big part of what helped me get from A to B was starting a Penfold pension. I remember it clearly. I was sat on my sofa when a friend tweeted me a link to Penfold asking if I'd considered getting a pension. And the honest answer was no. I was 21 at the time. Surely I didn't need to be thinking about a pension. And then I realized as someone who is so intentional about taking action for my future self in every other area of business, why wasn't I doing it with my finances? Penfold appealed to me for two main reasons. First of all, it's so simple. The sign-up process took a couple of minutes and was so much easier than I'd expected. Plus, they've got a calculator which tells you how much you should be putting in each month. And secondly, the contributions are flexible. As we know, income can fluctuate when you run a business and Penfold gets that. You can put in as much or as little as you want, pausing or topping up when needed. Plus, if you've got previous pensions, Penfold's friendly team of experts can help you find it and get them all in one place. Starting my pension is one of the best financial decisions I've made. And every time I see it being topped up, I feel a little bit more smug about my future self enjoying a G&T on me. To start your Penfold pension today and kick off the financial year strong, head to getpenfold.com forward slash refer forward slash Alice Benham, or just click the link in the show notes and you'll get £25 put into your pension pot when you make your first deposit to help you get started. With pensions, as with all investments, your capital is at risk and the value can go both up and down. But what are you waiting for? Get your Penfold pension started today and happy saving. Now there's no official measure of what it means to be in or out of the starting and growing phase in your business. Sadly, this isn't like school where one day your teacher says, well done, you have absolutely smashed it using that pencil. You are gonna get yourself a pen license, upgrade yourself to a biro, here's your certificate. I mean, side note, did anyone else's school do that? In hindsight, the fact that you got a license to use a pen is very odd and funny, but business doesn't work that way. We don't have managers that promote us to the next stage of business. There aren't advisors that check our metrics every few months to decide where we're at. It is totally down to where we feel our businesses are at. And I would say what the priority for the season that we're in is. 
when you are starting and growing a business, I think the priorities are all about allowing the business to find its feet, taking that initial idea to the first iteration of something that feels like a business. And I think getting to a point where your personal and your external why, so both why you're running a business for yourself and also the impact that you wanna have on others is being met. I would say for my business, I was in this stage up until the kind of middle to end of 2019. And my measures of that looking back were that my one-to-one had got to a place where it was getting booked out. It felt like I was beginning to find my voice. I was beginning to grow um, a small, but kind of relevant and engaged audience. And I realized over a couple of months that my priorities were beginning to shift from allowing the business to find its feet to then taking it to the next level and pivoting and scaling, which we'll talk about in the next episode. Now, I didn't wake up one day and have that revelation. It was definitely a slow transition over a few months. So looking back at everything that happened in my business pre that point, let's talk about five things that I guess I really wish that I had known or five things that I feel like I'm consistently talking about or sharing when I'm speaking with clients or friends who are at this stage. My first tip would be to get clear on the heart of your business and let the rest form through action. There can feel like a lot of pressure to have everything figured out from day one. I remember sitting down and filling out a business plan template when I was in my first few months of business. And oh my Lord, I ended that with so much more overwhelm and so many more question marks than I had at the start. Because what that exercise had made me think was that I needed to know all of the answers and I needed to figure out exactly what my business was gonna look like in three years time and exactly where it was gonna go and how it was gonna work. Now, if I had sat down and tried to figure out where my business was gonna be in say four years time, I would have never have landed on the business that I have right now. But the business that I have right now is so aligned with what's important to me, with what my values are, with the impact that I want to have. And the only way that I've got to the business that I have now is I've been very clear on the heart of my business and I've let all of the practical stuff and basically all of the how form through a lot of messy and uncomfortable action, which is something I'll talk about in a future tip. When I talk about the heart of your business, what I'm referencing there is three main things. First of all, what mission are you on? What is your business actually existing to do? What is the purpose of your business in terms of how it is gonna support other people? Now, obviously that looks wildly different depending on whatever it is that you do and what your business actually is. And it's not about knowing the details of how you achieve that mission quite yet. You know, when I was at the start of my business, my mission was really clear. I wanted to help people to really build these impactful, value-driven, successful businesses. I didn't yet really understand how I was gonna do that. I could have never understood that one day I'd be doing that through on it and Foundations First and a retreat and one-to-one coaching and the AB Method products, but I knew the mission. I knew what I was actually wanting to do. The second thing that makes up the heart of your business is your personal why. So if you think about it, your mission is like your external why. Why are you doing it for others? Well, we also wanna think about your personal why. And I reflect back and think this is not something that I was that clear on. I definitely knew it in a vague way. Like, yeah, well, I wanna build a business because I wanna feel challenged and I wanna learn and I wanna push the boundaries of what's possible but I wouldn't say I was as clear as I could have been because when you have these things clear and at the center of your business, they act as a compass. 
where then any decision that needs to be made can be taken to this compass and this central point in your business, the heart of your business, makes it so much easier to make the right decision for you because hello, there's no right or wrong decisions. There is just what is the right thing for you because you can reference it against these things. So personal why would be the second thing. And then the third thing I'd encourage you to get clear on are your values, which is about outlining what is important to you around how your business makes other people feel and what is true about all of the things that your business does. So the heart of your business would be those three things, or at least that's how I would label it. If it helps you to have a bit of a framework is what mission are you on? What is your personal why and what values do you wanna run your business with? When you are clear on those three central things, the heart of your business is there. Then it's about giving yourself permission to let everything that builds on top of that, you know, your brand, your offerings, your products, your services, your marketing strategy, your behind the scenes, your systems, your processes, you can let those things form through action and you're not forcing yourself to figure out every single detail of your business from day one, because actually I don't believe that's our businesses at their best. When you are clear on the what, but flexible with the how, you are able to build a business that is doing all of those things while still having that clear central point. I appreciate the idea of learning through action and not knowing the plan from day one does feel quite overwhelming. But let me tell you, when you have that central piece there, when you feel clear on the heart of your business, what is your mission? What is your personal why? What are your values? It is so much easier to then allow the rest of the stuff to form through action. If it helps, see it this way. Be clear on the what, be flexible with the how. Do not pressure yourself to figure out the how from day one. Just get clear on what is important to you. What are you actually building here? Don't force yourself from day one to figure out all of the details of that, but make sure that you feel clear on those central points and then give yourself permission to figure it out from there. So that would be my first tip. Get clear on the heart of your business and let the rest form through action. And on to my second tip, which is to build and value the relationships that you have in your business. The best businesses are built on and surrounded by great relationships. That's really what we're doing in business. We're just connecting with people. We're just building relationships with people. Now, whether those are relationships with other people in your industry, with your audience, with your community, with people that can mentor and coach you, with your clients and your customers, those relationships are so important. I would say the value of your business is down to what people say about you when you're not in the room. And that is solely down to the way that you build and nurture relationships in your business. It's that classic quote, people don't remember what you do, they remember how you made them feel. And how you make people feel in business, let me tell you, is gonna make such a difference to your business's ability to grow and also to be sustainable. In those early days, get yourself in community. Community is invaluable, not only in how it's gonna support you as the business owner and leave you not feeling isolated and give you people that are gonna remind you to keep going and give you that feedback and encouragement when you need it, but it's also gonna be invaluable for the business. I kind of hate the quote, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know, but to an extent, I guess it is somewhat true. 
knowing people is an incredible tool in business. Now, don't go into communities with that strategic end goal in mind because building a relationship with that as the motivator and that as the end goal is never gonna build the right relationships, but genuinely seek out those people that are gonna be your cheerleaders. Be the support system that you want from other people. I think it's easy to look at others and think like, oh, they just woke up one day and they had this great community or they had this great support system of business friends. But all of those relationships would have begun with maybe a cheeky DM slide, a nervous walking up to someone at an event, maybe an invite onto a podcast. That's where they all begin. And I can reflect back on the incredible relationships that I now have with people in my industry and my work friends and realize that they just began with that first little bit of scary action. I know it feels scary to make that first move, but let me tell you, I have never regretted focusing on those relationships in my business. Yes, they have helped my business strategically, but they are worth it to me solely for how they have supported me as a business owner and got me to a place where I don't feel isolated and where I have that support system in place. Friends and family are amazing, but having community of people that get it that is invaluable. And this isn't just about building relationships with others in your industry. It's also about considering the relationships that you build with your audience, with your community, with your clients, and with your customers. The work that you put in to supporting those people and building those relationships and being someone who makes them feel good, whatever that feeling good looks like in the context of what you do, let me tell you is going to create the strongest foundation for your business possible. Which leads me on perfectly to my third tip, which is to focus on the value of what you bring, make sure to refine it and let it lead. Now, all of the shiny stuff in business, you know, how amazing your suite of services are, how great your brand looks, how shiny your marketing is. Like, yeah, to an extent, that stuff is really important. But all of that stuff is just housing and representing the value of your work. Now, when I say the value of your work, what I'm talking about there is the expertise and the impact that is delivered through your products or through your services, depending on what you do. Your business is gonna be a flash in a pan success, AKA might see short-term success, but won't work in the long run if you aren't ultimately bringing people value. Yes, how you market your services is important. Yes, how your services actually work is important, but ultimately why people choose you and what's gonna cause people to choose you time and time again, recommend you to other people and therefore you build an established and well-trusted brand is the value of what you do being incredibly good. Each of us will have a different value depending on what it is that we actually do in your businesses. And you wanna make sure that is something you are being as good at delivering as possible. What this looks like in the early days is getting yourself out there and growing your muscle of whatever it is that you do. When I first stepped into digital marketing coaching and I'd beforehand purely been in a digital marketing management role, it was really important to me that I built the muscle of being a digital marketing coach. I talk about it a lot, how impactful it was for me in the early days to do some work for free because it allowed me to figure out how to be a good coach and to get good at helping people in that way. 
It's not only about building up your ability in whatever it is that you do, but it's also about building up your confidence. If you don't feel confident on the value that you can bring, you're gonna find it really difficult to communicate that value to others and to get other people to believe it too. Now, what I'm not saying is expect that you're ever gonna feel 100% confident. We all have those voices in our heads. Maybe it's a bit of self-doubt. Maybe it's a bit of imposter syndrome. Maybe it's a bit of fear of failure. I'm not saying that you need to get to a point where that's never there. But what I am saying is you've got to work out how do you increase the volume of the voice that says, no, do you know what? I am good at what I do. I do have genius to bring. I'd also say a huge part of this is getting and listening to feedback. When you are in the early days, you want to be so open to all of the feedback that is available to you. I mean, that's something I'd say whatever stage of business that you're at, but it's particularly important at the start when you are finding your feet. Now, of course, that comes with a caveat. Don't just take feedback from anyone. I love the quote of don't take feedback from someone that you wouldn't ask for advice from. So I guess what I'm talking about here is feedback from people who you believe are gonna be important to your business. So if you do some work for free or you have got paying clients and customers, get their feedback and be really open to what that feedback is gonna teach you. The main way that I have developed my offerings over the years is down to the feedback that people give me. So make sure that you are first of all asking for it in the best way. I know it feels tempting, but don't just go asking the good questions. Also ask the questions that are gonna get people giving you constructive and honest feedback. And then once you've got it, listen to it question it. I mean, don't just take it on as immediate truth. Absolutely. Take a step back and go, okay, is what they've said true? Or do I agree with this? And then see what you can change as a result of that. Maybe what you learned from that feedback is actually they weren't your ideal client. Well, okay, there's still action there. You need to get better at marketing this to the right people. But I'd bet most of the time, the feedback that we get really helps us to refine the value of what we bring. Yes, all of the things that we do on top of our value are important. You know, how you package it up into offerings, how you then communicate that externally through your marketing. But ultimately, it's that central point, the value of what you bring, the impact that you can have, that's really gonna grow a business which people time and time again recommend, want to be a part of, buy from, and let me tell you, although digital marketing is amazing, referrals and what people say about you is gonna be the biggest thing that helps your business to grow and sustain. And it links back to what I said before, the value of your business is what people say about your business when you're not in the room. And if you are giving people an incredible experience, if you are delivering an amazing bit of value, if you're also thinking about how you can build a great client and customer experience around that value, you know, everything from the way that you send your contracts to the way that you offboard a client, consider how every step of the journey can be creating that great experience and then people are gonna talk about it and ultimately you're gonna have that central point in place where you are creating a valuable business that people wanna be a part of. So that's number three, focus on the value of what you bring, refine it and let it lead. And then we are on to tip number four, which is to look after your mental and physical health. Starting a business is tough. I mean, we all know that. Growing a business is also tough. So is pivoting and so is scaling. It's kind of just tough the whole way through is what I've learned. And with it being so tough, it's really important that you look after yourself. 
Take it from someone who has learned this the hard way. I burned out majorly in my first year of business and I have got very close to burnout multiple times since. This is something I am very skilled at learning and I seem to just keep learning it time and time again. I promise I'm getting somewhere with it. But let me tell you, looking after your mental and physical health, it's not a bonus, it's not an added extra. It is fundamental if you wanna build a sustainable and joyful business. Creating a business that doesn't look after you is first of all unsustainable because at some point you will burn out and then your business is not gonna be able to be sustained. It feels in the short term like it's the right thing to do. And I say this because I I do this. We think, okay, well, if I just push myself that little bit too hard in the next three months, then when the three months is up, I'll have reached that next milestone and then I can take a step back. Well, that's all well and good. But what happens if in that pushing of those three months, you burn out and then actually you're further away from where you wanted to be when you first started that mission of pushing yourself and you'd have been better off just taking it a little bit slower and building sustainably. The second thing that is true about a business that doesn't look after you is that it's not joyful. Now, this is something that I've only beginning to just realize is so important in business, but our own enjoyment as the business owner is so key. First of all, why are we doing this if we don't feel happy and it's not creating joy for us? That's a whole nother question within itself. And second of all, if we're not feeling fulfilled and joyful and happy, whatever wording you wanna use in our businesses, we're not gonna show up for our businesses in the best way. I believe our personal excitement for what we're doing is the first and most important thing when we're making any decision and deciding anything to do with our businesses. Now, it's not the only thing we consider. We don't wanna just make decisions that are based off of our joy, fulfillment, and excitement. But I think it is the first question that we wanna ask because if you're doing something in your business that doesn't feel joyful or exciting to you, now I do caveat that by saying like bookkeeping or emails or organizing my Google Drive, like those things don't feel that way to me, but I kind of just know, gotta do it to get the job done. I guess I'm thinking here about like bigger things in our businesses. So services that you offer, big decisions that you make. If they don't give us joy and make us excited, we're not gonna bring our best to them. I know that when I don't wanna do something and I force myself to do it, I don't bring my best self. And by not bringing my best self, I don't bring the impact that I wanna give to others. It can feel selfish putting ourselves first in our businesses, but actually it's the best thing we can do in order to help others. Because when you are at your best, you show up at your best and therefore you help other people in the best way possible. So second of all, a business that doesn't look after you is not joyful. And third of all, and I'm saying this one from experience, a business that doesn't look after you is very hard to change down the line. I did not think about this from day one. I didn't really think about this, I'd say, until the end of 2019. So I was out of the starting and the growing phase when I really started to consider how is this business looking after my mental and physical health? I had an already established business before I did this work. And let me tell you, it was hard work to change it down the line. You use the analogy of like a ship. Like if you think a ship is easy to set off in one degree of a different direction at the very start. But if you are many miles or many years out into the sea and you then want to change direction by one degree, which is now going to be a huge change in direction because you've gone so far ahead, 
that is gonna be so much more work. So take it from someone that made a mistake with this. Think about this from the very start. Know what a business looking after you looks like. I cannot tell you what that looks like for you because my business looking after me Probably for a lot of people, it's like, that is not a business that looks after me because the reality is I have a lot of time that I'm willing and able to give into my business. So I do still work quite a lot. But the difference now is I do that in a way that still meets my personal why and keeps me fulfilled. That's why when I gave you point number one, I said, be clear on those central things. When you are clear on your personal why and on what's important to you and why you're running your business, maybe for you it's about feeling creative, about being able to work flexibly, about being able to travel with your business, about being able to take four days off a week. I don't know what it is, but when you know what's important to you and what your business looking after you looks like, what you can then do is put the boundaries and the processes and the changes in place that are gonna help you to meet that. Again, take it from someone who did this work down the line. It is so much easier when you're building your business from the start to be thinking, okay, how are all of the decisions that I'm making being done in a way that is gonna be considerate of my mental and physical health and gonna look after me? Then once you've done that, it's just about staying connected to how you feel on a consistent basis. Checking in of like, right, how am I feeling? What are my warning signs of when I'm getting a bit physically or mentally worn down? And then, okay, what do I need to do to get back to that point where I am feeling good? Because as I said, when your business is looking after you, it is sustainable and it is joyful. So therefore you are bringing your best to other people. So that's tip number four, look after your physical and mental health. Let's finish off with tip number five, which is take consistent action. And what I mean by this is don't change the plan drastically, let yourself grow slow, and know that there is no secret, quote unquote, to success. I am a big believer that slow growth is sustainable growth and sustainable growth equals sustainable results. I'm gonna hope because you're this far into the podcast episode, you are up for building a business that is truly sustainable. You don't want a business for the short-term success or shiny stuff. You want a business for how it is gonna serve you and other people on a long-term basis. And I'd say one of the biggest ways that you do that is you prioritize growing sustainably. And if it's what is needed for your business, you allow yourself to grow slow. I'm gonna link an Instagram post in the show notes, which shares all about my slow growth in my business. It shares the numbers in terms of my audience size, in terms of the revenue and the profit that I've had in my business that represents the slow growth that I've experienced. Now, the idea of slow is obviously completely subjective and depends on what feels slow or quick to you. It's not about measuring yourself against that, but hopefully it is gonna remind you, slow growth is okay. It is so easy to look at other people's businesses and assume that they woke up with what they have. I know that I used to do that and now I feel so silly for it. Cause I'm like, Alice, of course, they did not wake up one day with that fully formed business. You know, why was I comparing my month two to someone else's year three? Remind yourself, whenever you see the shiny stuff, whenever you see other people's businesses, first of all, that is proof that it is possible for you, not the opposite. And second of all, there will have been so much action, learning, also likely circumstance and privilege, which you haven't seen, which has got them to that point. The only secret to success that I've ever discovered is consistent, messy action. 
Point number one was to get clear on the heart of your business and let the rest form through action. So guess what? Once you've got that central clarity, you've got to take the action. I know it feels uncomfortable. I know that when you're in the starting and the growing phase, it feels most vulnerable because it's those first few steps. It's like a toddler finding its feet, but you don't get to the established business. You don't get to the point where you feel like you're meeting your mission, where you feel like you're fulfilling your personal why without taking that action. Action is like a muscle. The more of it that you take, the stronger that that muscle gets and the easier it gets to take action on an ongoing basis. I love the analogy of a staircase. Like just look at the next step in front of you. Don't worry about every single step that's to come. Just think, okay, what is the one thing that I can do today? What is my next piece of action? It is small, consistent, messy, uncomfortable, awkward action that is gonna grow your business. So above all, value taking that. So that is tip number five, take consistent action. And what I mean by that, don't change the plan drastically, AKA don't take two weeks of action and be like, well, this isn't working, let's go. Give things the time that they need to actually show you the results that you want. Let yourself grow slow and know that there is no secret to success. If I were to add in a sixth tip, which I'm gonna just quickly, it would be when you're in this phase of your business, invest intentionally. This is a whole nother conversation and episode within itself. And I really wanna talk about this because I do see these kind of serial investors and I don't mean serial of like, you know, you love a bit of crunchy nut. I mean serial of like, you are obsessed with buying courses and working with coaches and kind of investing in your business, I would say to a point where it's not actually helping your business, just make sure that you are going into those investments with intention. I look back on the early stages of my business and I'm quite glad that I didn't buy all of the things. I just started with my own action. I learned everything that I could through action, through free content. And then when I saw something and I felt, okay, that is really meeting a need that I have right now that really aligns with not only what I want help with, but how I want help with it and the values and the who that I want that help from. Those are the investments that I'm glad that I made. So although I won't go into that with too much detail, I would just say, be intentional with the investments that you make. I don't know that I fully agree with the whole, like you've got to spend money to make money thing, which might sound ironic because my business is supporting other people to grow and scale their businesses. But as I said, it's a whole nother conversation within itself. So let me know if you want to hear that. But that is this episode, five tips for anyone who is starting and growing their businesses. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. What would you add to this list? What have been the biggest learning curves for you? What do you really wish someone had told you when you first stepped into this stage of your business? Come and share with me over on Instagram. I'm at Alice underscore Benham. And I have to say, Every single time you guys tag me in you listening to the podcast, it means the absolute world. So if you have enjoyed this podcast, I would love for you to share it. And if you wanna join me in the next episode, 144, I'm gonna be sharing five tips for pivoting and scaling. I would say, as I said in the intro, I feel like these tips are relevant no matter where you're at with business. So if you're keen to learn more, or perhaps you just wanna prep yourself for the pivoting and the scaling, and you're like, okay, let's learn the lessons before we get to it. I mean, learn from my mistakes, please. Come and join me over on that episode, but I will be back next week, next Monday. So make sure you subscribe. And until then, I hope you have a good one. Thank you.